If it goes somewhere wildly elsewhere, I'm totally cool with that. I'm chill. You know that. What's that? <laughs> I'm, I'm chill. Welcome to episode two of Contagious Podcast, Contagious Conversations for Automotive Innovation. Today, I am super excited uh, to share with you the conversation that I got to have with Micah Burkholz. If you checked out episode one, you got to see and hear from Micah uh, briefly, but today uh, we've got a packed in time of talking to him about this whole automotive and life or, or work and life balance thing. And um, he has a super unique perspective. Um, he's been in multiple areas of um, the automotive industry. Uh, you're going to get to see him uh, if you're watching him video. And if you're not, you're going to have to use those ears. Uh, but he brings in some props even to, to talk about the way he sees that work life. Um, and and just grab this and, and grab a hold of this. It doesn't mean you have to work less. It just means you have to balance. Uh, so without further ado, I don't want to blow the whole thing. Um, check it all out. You're going to want to stay to the end because there's a little nugget that he drops right at the end um, that you're absolutely not going to miss, not going to want to miss. Um, so without further ado, let's bring in Micah. Well, cool. So I think, you know, as we start talking, Micah, I, I'm really intrigued by your dedication, you know, as I like you know, we're, we're friends on all the social medias and stuff like that. And so I'm watching you doing life and doing automotive. And that's really intriguing to me because like the story early on in my, in my automotive story was you can't do life and automotive. Right. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get your perspective on that. And then maybe like, give me a little bit about your background and where you came from in automotive and, and where you, why you're, why you're where you're at now. Um, and how that kind of plays into the, the, the idea of how, how you stayed in automotive, but there's a life around that. Yeah. Well, I, I, one time I got asked this question, like, tell me about who you are and what you do. And, and my response, uh, was, well, my name is Micah Burkholz. That's easy. Right. And what I do is I, I do yoga. I go running. I hang out with my kids. Uh, I play games with them. Um, I love mountain biking and I listen to all the things that I do and I work in automotive. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, so often we get, I, I get, we get a lot of people that just get caught up is that I'm a sales manager. Well, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> like yeah. what, what, who, who, that, that's a job, that's a career. Um, but it doesn't necessarily define who you are as a, as a human being. And I think that's where we find the most connection is, is when we start understanding who each other are as, as human beings. Like when you posted that photo about running and you know, hit those 10 miles at 729 average, I'm like, that, that, that was my best 10 mile run too. And I was like, all right, boom, he runs in Hoka's, he's got a great pace. All right. I, I, I can, I can vibe it on this guy. This is cool. This is cool. And, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's important because um, when I was, when I got into the business, um, I was young. I was, uh, gosh, I just turned 19. Um, I was already married and I had a kid already. And we, my, my dad said, uh, like a itchy nose. So that's always good for camera, right? Itchy nose, right? Um, but my dad said, Hey, you're young. <laughs> you don't have college education. You need to uh, make money. You should go sell cars. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, like well he's my dad you know he's also my pastor um so my, you know i'm a pk and so when he said no, should... right, okay my wife is gonna flip at this point. 
<laughs> she literally, she's going to watch this and flip because I'm a PK. We run in hokas. We have both have beards. We do yoga. We're in automotive. And we're, we're the same. We're the yeah, same. Like guy. it's a little bit, you got a little bit longer hair. That's about the only difference. Yeah. You're older and have a little bit longer hair and you can stand it in the cold and I can't handle that. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, yeah. My uh, dad's, a, my dad's a pastor and my grandpa was. And so I always thought that was the path I was going to go down. I thought that was my journey. It's like, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the what, fourth generation pastor out of the family. And it, yeah. it just, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, but my dad said, go try selling cars. And um, I was young. I was, I had a lot to learn and uh, worked my way through sales and had some hellacious times trying to like you, yours. I started December 21st. So my first day in the car business was December 21st, uh, 19, gosh, 90, what is 1997. And um, my, and there was, there was no sales training really. I mean, I, I they were like sorry, you three Tom. days to get it right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, here's a brochures, watch a couple of these Ford star videos um, and learn how to shake hands. And I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, talk down about the initial training I had, but it was me and one other guy, his name was Keith DeLoya. He lasted maybe a year and a half on the sales floor and that was it. But I, I mean, we worked our way through the business until yeah. you got to certain levels. And when you get to a certain level, you always have to find something new. And um, it was a constant, it was a constant grind. Um, yeah. And I say that the word grind uh, in a positive way, because you could take grind as a negative or as a positive. I'm going to use it as a positive, it was a constant grind because it helped move me forward. It was painful at times, but it also made me stronger. Um, yeah. But I, I, I left the retail side after doing finance for many years um, as sales manager because um, I wanted to spend more time at home, um, spend more time with the kids. So I got into the vendor side. Yeah. yeah. Right. Again, the vendor, the vendor world. Um, where Calls you have and travel, out. right? I'm sure you're all, all over that, right? So, and so this is cool. I started working for a small third party uh, a co a company at the time. And they're, they are actually very active still to this day here in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. It's called carsoup.com. Great company, great operating okay. philosophy. Um, I'm a fan of them and I, I, I loved their product set. And, and most importantly, I like a lot of the people there a lot. So it's a, it's a great company um, and, and they do good work. But um, I got into that side of it right before the big recession hit. So I got two years of great vendor sales. Yes, I'm doing great. I have weekends off, grinding five out, you know, five days a week, twelve hour days, enjoying my weekends. Um, but then there's a layoff, and then what do you do, right? How? And and I think that's the thing is is that it, it was devastating. Hmm. It was devastating to be to be laid off. It was devastating to go through this. And I know a lot of people are going through it right now, and. I didn't want to feel that way ever again. I didn't want to feel like um, they didn't want me or that I wasn't a value. Um, and I didn't really equate that. It, it was just business. Um, and so it started hitting hard. And there are days that I just lay on the couch. I, I still sent out 300 some resumes at that time with no callbacks. Um, but, but I started equating who I was by my job and not, um, and not necessarily who I really was, who I was as a person, as a father, as a, as a husband, um, as, and, and then really starting to understand what hobbies were. And I think that's what the hard thing was for me is to understand that you could have hobbies 
healthy hobbies in the car business. And, and you have to make room for those because if you're not, you're not making room for who you are. Yeah. Um, and then you get lost in the shuffle. So I, I, I bounced around through some of the different vendor roles um, from when I finally got hired back. I then went, found a, a role uh, at Cobalt. Um, I was actually, it was, it was ADP BZ results and then acquired Cobalt. Um, and at that time, it was training dealerships across the country on best practices for social media before it was a package, really. It was best practice, social media marketing. Um, I was hired by um, the late Ralph Paglia, um, who oh, wow, yeah. worked hand-in-hand uh, -hand with him, training dealers across the country. Um, Jim Jensen, who uh, works at Synchro still to this day, great guy, great mentor. Um, he helped me understand the shift from selling to consulting. And when you're doing consulting versus and training, what does that mean for an adult education? Um, and how do you take somebody down that path as an adult to relearn a new product, a new system, a new process? Um, and it just opened up my eyes to a whole nother level of, uh, of opportunity in there. So, yeah. and, you know, and, and I really enjoyed that a lot, but I was on the road now, once again, here's the thing with this job, but, you know, just an automotive, if you, if you're good at it and you love it, it's going to take you away, right? It's going to take you away. If you're at the dealership, you're going to be there six days a week. And I found myself in many cases traveling five to six days a week, staying in hotels. And I thought, maybe I should, maybe I should stay home. Maybe I should, maybe I should get back to like why I became a vendor in the first place <laughs> and, and get home. So I stopped traveling and worked at a small agency. And then I realized, okay, I got to find somewhere in the middle. And I think that's one thing I really love about like my background is I have given myself the opportunity to find out what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. So often, so often we, we find ourselves kind of pigeonholed that we have to stay in this box. This is, this is where you have to be because of you have to have loyalty or uh, you have to, you have to stay in one spot. Um, and then you never understand what's really out there. And so I'm very, very much an advocate of um, work hard, you know, be dedicated and, and learn those opportunities when they come up and take advantage of them. So like, like we're talking with you about the podcast, should I do a podcast? Yes, yeah. <laughs> do it. Yep. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather have that opportunity to, to do something than, than to not. Yeah. So, okay. So when I'm thinking about this and, and there's probably, I'm hope, hopefully there's a dealership employee listening, watching this right now. Right. And, um, even, even myself as a dealership employee, um, on the franchise side, I'm hearing, I'm hearing this. And, and a lot of people might hear this, like, Oh, to get like this hobby balance or work-life balance or whatever, you know, to, to, to find where you want to be, it means going to the vendor space. Right? right. And I think that's what, like, I heard that right at the end for you, that it's not really going to the vendor space or even getting the new schedule or, um, or anything like that. Now, I think we'll get to in a second, there's some things that we need to do in automotive from like, it, just in general to, to make sure that like, like we're caring for people in this, but yes, I want to caution us as this, uh, as we're kind of starting this conversation and others to hear like you don't have to get out of the sales environment or get out of the service environment or get out of the parts environment to, to find this way of life that is automotive is a part of who you are 
and that you are you're you're leveraging your like you-ness you like who you've become who you want to become across all of life and so that's going to look different for different people right for you it's exactly it's balance between like oh maybe there is some travel involved and maybe there is some home involved but that still frees me up to make sure that i'm caring for myself and the people around me well um but for someone else that's going to look a lot different and that's that's okay. We just need to, we need to be more willing. I think I heard early in the car business, and this is probably why, maybe why I've pulled to some of the roles that I have. It was like, oh, if you're in sales, you got to be there bell to bell, right. ding to dong. If you want to crush it, you got to go hard and you got to be here six, seven days a week, or you're not going to make it. Yeah. That is a yeah. lie. Yeah. That, right? is, that is a lie. Now, yes. Are there some people that are made for that? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I know people like they are made to be at the dealership. Maybe that's like how their family is set up. Maybe they don't have family. Maybe, maybe that's like, that is what it is for them. Shoot. Right. Push in. But also don't forget, like you do have a life outside of the dealership. You right. You need to get a headspace outside of that. So you, you can yeah, be like, successful with balance. Yeah. No well, doubt. I, I, I use this. I have this at my desk. I, I, do you know this this toy? Oh man, it, that is old school. Yes. Right. Okay. My so grandpa had like one that was uh, double the size of my head. Yeah. It was amazing every time. So you know how you know how this game this works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You roll the ball around and you got to use the two two deals. Yeah, yeah. So so one one is work. One is home. Look at, look at this guy. So this is this is how I look at this is how I look at life is like okay sometimes I'm gonna have to crank on the work okay uh, it's end of the month or maybe it's a new kickoff or whatever it is I need to really crank at work but if I constantly crank at work I'm not gonna move forward I'm gonna have to hit the home the the home dial right down here and I'm gonna have to keep things in balance yeah. and sometimes I'm gonna need more time need to spend more time here to make sure I move myself forward my family forward. So if, and I think that applies to all business and yeah, we have, we have work schedules, um, but there's balance in there and you just have to find those openings and take advantage of them. You know, it, it doesn't take a lot to send a message to your, to your family during the work day in between car deals saying, I'm thinking about you and Hey, this is what I wanted. Hey, how's your day at school going? I know distant learning sucks. How's it going? You know, having those conversations with them or, Hey, I really miss chatting with you guys. Uh, I wish I could be home with you. like we had been during the furlough or whatever it is, but Hey, you know, how's it going? So there's ways to find balance with your family that way. But I would, I would strongly recommend finding that 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 drive at the work ethic and put that same uh, level of drive into yourself too yeah and you'll, you'll, it's going to pay important. off man i just uh, like a quick story on me so um back man this is like 2012 13 14 all right i'm getting i'm i'm pretty big into running running anywhere between 30 and 40 miles a week doing 10 Love every it. saturday type of thing Love and it. I signed up for this Tough Mudder and um, absolutely enjoyed the heck out of that. Hardest. I mean, I've been in, I've been multi-sport athlete, all my, you know, in my life and, and done collegiate sports and all that. The toughest mudder was the hardest physical thing that I've ever done. Right. I mean, it was just insane what it took my body to do, but 
so I get through that and uh, I'm, you know, doing the running in, in good shape, eating well, all that type of stuff. And I can't remember what exactly what happened, but it was sometime in the neighborhood of our dealership, like shifted hours by one hour. Right. And that like what I let some outside influence totally impact what mm. I what I was. And I went cold turkey. Ouch. Straight cold turkey for five years, almost five years to the point of like struggling breathing, str- yeah. like having back pains, sh- chronic shoulder issue, um, gaining over 30 pounds. Right. I mean, and, and then also like what I can look back on having some anxiety that I didn't even know was present at the time. Um, just a, a world of, and, and part of that is because of the physical exercise, but I think part of what the physical exercise gave me was an outlet, something to yeah. put energy and attention yes. to that was personal. That wasn't just work because shoot, here's, what's crazy in that five-year timeline, I was working less than the previous five-year timeline. I, I the previous five-year timeline, I was putting in like 70 plus hours. And now I had moved to a position in, in a, in a dealership and a role and a, and a company that, that did value work life a little bit more and was putting in like 45 to 55 but still was diving down this hole, man, like to the point of like really feeling sick all the time. And it wasn't until I, I, I woke up and I was like, Holy cow, I've got to do something that is outside of this. And look, I picked up back up running again. And that's, you, you said something about that, but so it's been a massive shift for me. I mean, a massive shift, but here's, what's crazy is when I was running back then, I was getting up at six o'clock to run and that hour shift, like changed my mindset. I couldn't do it in my mind. I get up at four twenty-five every single day now Wow! because that's what it takes for me to do that yeah. work family and, and, and be able to produce in every element. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny because back in my, my uh, dealership days, I was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. I was wow. eating horribly, um, wasn't taking care of myself because I, ju- I just didn't know any different. You know, I, I did sports in high school, but, you know, you get selling, you know, start selling cars and you're standing out learning from the old dogs on the point. You know, they're out smoking. They're, hitting, you know, and I was already smoker by then. But I mean, there was no real nobody that, that I worked with that said you need to be healthy. There's one person that there's actually there's one person that was constantly working out and pushing himself had the little shaker bottle back in those days of the late nineties, <laughs> yes. early two thousands. And you know what he's still doing to this day is uh, Aaron Weichlin gut um, him and his wife uh, own a uh, monster uh, events. I think it is called. And he's a great motivator does uh, does tent sales and does uh, direct mail pieces. And he's the guy, you know, he's the guy that, that when I, when I needed somebody to uh, ask questions about that, he was there. So it's interesting. Um, another thing that you had mentioned about the number of hours that you're working in Yago, uh, a buddy of our, of mine, um, that I think I, you guys intro and had a little, yeah, uh, yeah. A little, a little, ride back. Yeah, a little, little, little back and forth. But what's cool is he, he said something to me the other day, um, just this past week he says, uh, when you do more, you can do more. Hmm. 
when you do more, you can do more. So I, I, and I look at that as like, all right, if I'm working out one day, one time a day, I could probably do it twice a day. And if I'm doing that, I could probably fit in more. And if I can do that, I would have more energy. And uh, something that I've always believed in is that uh, motion creates emotion. So yeah. the more active I, I am, I get my heart rate going. I'm, 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 I'm starting to pump and working at a, at a level mentally that I can do 10 dumbbells a day if I need to, right? Where I'm constantly moving. And you know what? When I need to take a break, I got my yoga mat on the floor right next to me right here. Just downward dog real quick and you're, you're in. I'm there. I've had, I've had my, my kids like after me doing a demo, I'll see them look, looking through my uh, office window and I'm you know doing a handstand right there. And they're like, what? It's like, it's work. This is part yeah. of my, this is, this is me working. This, this is, is necessary. No, it's not part of it. It's necessary. Yes. Like if it's not there, everything else falls apart. That's what's crazy. And that's what yeah. I think I see a lot of times is, is, um, people will either depart auto or go to vendor space or like completely crash on, especially like me, I see, you know, salespeople, new salespeople come in and what they've done is they've gone, okay, I have to throw everything else out. Cause I'm at the, you know, I'm here. Um, and, and that's, that's not the encouragement. Um, now what it I doesn't, do want to, it yeah. doesn't solve the question. It doesn't solve the answer either. It doesn't, it doesn't answer the problem that they're facing. It's like they, they don't know you're constantly making those shifts, making those changes. And you're finding yourself on the same rut. I did it when I went from one dealership to the next, you know, I worked in a major group and then I went to a different group to find out if I would like it better there. And then I went to another one and, and I found out it wasn't, it, it just wasn't, maybe the dealership world wasn't for me and that's okay. Yeah. Right. And for those that are in the vendor space and they're wondering why I, I'm, I've worked at how many different vendors, maybe being a vendor is not for you. Maybe going to a dealership is. That's, uh, I'm excited about that because I think that that's a reality. I think that there are some vendor side people that might need to come to the franchise, to the dealership side, because they have that type of drive. They have that type of mentality. They're beginning, maybe they started in the vendor side and they're starting to understand what it takes to be this, this, this kind of like, I don't want to say like out with the old in with the new, but like this, this new wave that's going on, they understand that because they are in more of those conversations. And so we're going to like the, the franchise side is going to need some of that um, is going to need some more of that cr- going both ways. Um, because then I think we're going to get more, more backgrounds, more stories, more understanding level of like what it takes to do this um, in, in our space. And then and then it's not just like, oh, vendors are just selling this, this, this product or this thing that dealers have to figure out how to intertwine. Right, it's like right. there's conversation both ways. And now we both like both sides of the industry understand each other at a whole nother level. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I, 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 I completely get that. I, I would love to see more vendors and dealers. And, and that's the thing is like, once you, once you get a partnership, right, you've got that partner from whether a vendor or your dealer, you got that partner. All right, great. We're going to, we're going to, you buy the product or we brought the product, whatever it is. But at that point, it generally, it generally trails off unless you have a partnership where you say, Hey, what do you know about this product? Or, hey, I'd love to understand how you guys desk deals. How does somebody buy a car from you? And I almost want to see some type of mentorship and or sponsorship saying, hey, I know you're a vendor, but maybe just come and shadow me for the day and just see what our dealership operations are like. Maybe that will help you 
in, in working with more dealers. And here's the thing. I don't think that that's ever going to give up like trade secrets because everybody, literally everybody's saying the exact same thing. These are the best practices or these are some great things to do. The difference is, is that some will execute and others won't. Yeah. That's well, the here's difference. the thing. Like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm naive in this, but I think probably in other verticals, there's more people having conversations across the table with competitors than what there are in automotive. Yeah. Particularly on the dealer side. Like we're like, oh, no, no, no. We can't have conversations with like dealer X across the city because they're a competitor. Right. Oh, we can't we can't let them in on our secret sauce, you know, how we do business. It's like, no, like seriously, y'all. Everything, everything's out in the open everything's online. We're all chasing, you know, we're all chasing this sales or service or retention or, or parts, you know, parts growth. Like we're all going after that. And I love, you know, Paul Daly and I uh, have great conversations. And, and uh, one of the things, this dealers pushing back thing gets me all pumped up, right? Because it's like, oh, let's band together. Let's actually talk. Let's actually say, Hey, we're going to push into this industry together instead of like, like, okay, competition. Great. I love competition. I want to beat the dealership down the street. No doubt. That's, I mean, I want to grab market share from him even. Right. But I do also want him to succeed. Right. And I want the other guy to succeed and the other girl to succeed and the other, the, the other person to succeed, because if we all succeed, then we won't get pushed out by whatever may come. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think that, I think that's part of the idea of like the attraction to our industry that we need to have happen. Um, if there's a collaboration mindset within our industry, more people from the outside looking in are going to go, that looks attractive. Right. Right. So. It, 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 it's, it's a combination of, of, uh, that collaboration within the organizations and within the industry. And I also think that it's, it's an understanding and maybe a shift in the growth of uh, the existing how we look at the business and how we treat employees and how we treat each other, that that can make a big shift. I've worked with dealer groups that are awesome. You know, they, they take care of their people. There's education plans. There's a, there's a process and a pathway from the time that you're hired to what it's going to take for you to get to become a manager, right? Yeah. These are the steps to it. If you want to do it, this is what you do. And then you're going to be elected to, to take additional college courses. There's organizations out there that will invest in their people because they believe in it and they want them to succeed and they want them to succeed, whether it's within the organization or outside of it. And I've been to other stores where the desk manager or the general manager, the sales manager um, won't share with the the salesperson just how to do their job. Yeah. Instead it's, you're not doing this fear mentality that you might take it, you know, or or you might take mine. And exactly. Like my, my thought always is if, if, if I share with someone what, I know, right? My, so in my goals, I sent it to, to a few people this year. And in, in my goals is to replicate parts of my knowledge, like a DNA replication in those in, in other people this year. Because Excellent. if there are more people that know how to do my job or the things that I know, whether it be my job or the things that I know in the sales or service environment, the only, the only thing that I get to do is find something else to execute really well at. Exactly. Right. 
And that's, that's super exciting to me. I think that that's a big growth mentality when we talk about, you know, the, the, especially the dealership environment. I think people are looking for that. People want, people want people, people to pour into them. And yeah. I agree. There are, there are, I mean, I think we're, we're going to, I'm going to talk to uh, my CEO here in a few weeks, but it, it, him and some others are doing it, have the desire to do it, are putting, and, and, probably a lot others better than what we're doing. And there's probably people listening to this that are going, Oh yeah, we we're, we're doing that. We want to do that. And then there's some others going, how do, how do I do that? And then, because reality is, is, is there's not like a, you know, there's not, uh, there's not a dealership in a box for how to do that. You know Um, it's, it's a lot right now of like, we've, we've kind of got to figure it out, but that's why this conversation is happening because We want more people that are pressing into life and who they are and more people pressing into automotive and what that is. And, you know, like I said on podcast one, episode one, and I'll probably point to this like every podcast in 2021, but more people desiring to be an automotive in 2025 than there are right now is going to be good. Exactly. And so if we can create environments where that's, where that's healthy and, that, and, and we're ready for that and, and people hear, not just hear that, but feel it functionally, um, this industry is going to be rocking because it's exciting. It's a fun industry. It, it is. It is. There's a lot of opportunity. And, and I, I, I hope that when I talk about the different business uh, setups that I'm, that I'm not coming across in a negative light on it, I understand that there's different ways that people manage. I understand that. It, what Does it resonate for me in some cases? No. In others, it does. But I don't want to ever talk bad about the dealership because that's why I, that's because of the dealership is where I am today. And I yes. like where I am today. But I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go through those steps, if I didn't have to learn how to do a walk around, if I wasn't threatened to be fired uh, when it was a snow day and we're moving cars in the, and I hopped into a little Ford Fiesta that was a five speed and said, oh, shit, I don't drive a five speed and hopped out. And the used car manager said, you're either learn to drive that car right now yes. or you can leave. It's like, oh, well. Oh, okay. So guess what I did? You popped the clutch twice and then you figured it out, right? I figured it out. Exactly. I, I figured <laughs> it out. I learned how to drive that car. And so these are things that, that like, once again, if it's that type of ingrained uh, business philosophy from being working at the car dealership level that I have so many like points to share with my children. Yeah. Right? So like, like my, my kids are, are struggling with trying to learn a new concept. And I said, you know, and I can come back to that story. It's like, Hey, here's, I had to learn a whole new concept or else I wouldn't have been able to have food on our table. Now you have to learn this concept just so you can play video games in an hour. What do you think it's that? Just, just go for it. Just do it. Yes. Yeah. No, I I absolutely love that. And, and um, I also, I, I think I've been caught in the past discounting like the first six months I was in the business at that Kia dealership. And the reality is, is that six months had a part to play in where I'm at now. Yeah. The training videos that I watched in that room had a part to play that I'm, you know, where I'm at now. Right. The, you know, the, the learning e-leads, you know, from, from that shift, the, the getting, the getting the wrinkling of the, of the, of the deal sheet when I brought back a terrible offer and 
chunking it over the the sales tower had a part to play in bringing me where I am now. I think I think we can communicate better with our people than maybe I was communicated with. But I right. think there are some lessons that I learned during that that are that our people that people in in the automotive industry still need to learn. So if you're going, you know, well, am I in the new dealership thing or am I the old school guy or gal? Where am I? Like wherever you're at, you have a valuable part to play in the automotive industry. And that's what that's what these conversations are all about. It's everybody that's in the automotive industry right now has a valuable piece of the conversation. And and if we all put those pieces together, it's not going to be just a few people telling us where we need to go, or it's not going to be Apple trying to take it over or Tesla saying you guys all stink or, you know, right. you know, Carvana is not going to be able to put up a billboard that say car salespeople suck. They're not right. going to be able to do that. If car salespeople don't suck. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. and, and that comes back to training. And yeah. I think that's such a, that's such a big piece of it is it's the, it's at the dealership level. Why do we suck? Well, we were, we, one, we were hired in a certain way. We were trained in a certain way. And then when we do execute, there's no level of accountability to maintain those types of, of what we should be doing. Why was my deal crumpled up and thrown out? Because I probably didn't fill it out right. But I also probably noticed there were probably three, four other guys that didn't fill it out properly and they still work the deal. Yeah. Yep. Right. But, well, because I wasn't the 30 car guy a month, maybe I was just selling 15 cars a month. Maybe I wasn't the top 30 or 40 a month. I, mine, mine got ripped up. There's yeah, it's fine. And it, 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 so I, I had one general manager, uh, Dominic say over and over again, is that gross covers all sins. <laughs> yes. Always. As long as you have gross, you can do what you want, right? If you're yeah, selling right. cars and you're making money, you're you're uh, you're you're fine. Yeah. You've been made whole. Yeah, right? you've been made whole. <laughs> but now, yeah, and not to get like too off topic, but like gross is not going to be the conversation. I don't. I don't think. I personally right. don't think the gross is gross. Or I think number of volume of car deals is definitely going to be the conversation. But gross is going to be controlled by by an office somewhere, and it's going to yeah. be super analytic. And they're going to people are going to use things like what's on your hat right there to make sure that we're, you know, managing all of that traffic. Yeah. What is that thing? What is that? He's Brandon. I'll have a hat one of these days. We'll get Brandon. Um, There we go. There we go. Well, I figured uh, you're in Nashville, right? Nashville area. So there's a little, there's a little place, a little music scene here too. I can see if you can see that. It's a first Avenue. Have you, have you heard of first Ave? No. Where's that? Minneapolis. First Ave Prince. No. Like that is like that is like the that is the mecca of of music in Minneapolis. That's where like Prince got his start. Oh, you know, man. Morris Day. I mean, you, you name it. There's so many. I've totally lost my every card that I have as a music major in college right now. That's just oh, that's, that's shameful okay. of me. Shameful that's, of me. That's okay. I maybe I should have made like a Sergey Rachmaninoff uh, comment, or yes. maybe maybe bring in some like uh, Russian Baroque, and then you oh, would have had me. it. There, yeah. I, there, see, that's it. That's. <laughs> You would have had me. Yeah, that was all the classical education. But there you go. That's so, it. I, yeah, my, so, okay, my fault. So tell, like, okay, so tell us, you, 2021, you've got some big goals. Let's let's talk just about like you. What are you doing um, to, to balance automotive and life right now? Currently, what have you changed? Um, and uh, and and what do you think that's going to 
going to, going to produce out of you? Sure. Sure. So uh, one thing I'm doing a little bit differently this year than I've done in the past is I, well, I'm kind of given a throwback. I, I actually uh, ordered um, not to give too much of a plug for anybody, but I picked up uh, a planner, uh, a daily planner. It's called rise and grind. Uh, Glenn Lundy. Glenn Lundy, um, if you're watching. Yeah. I'll so, so, so client partner, you know, somebody that we've worked with and that's been a, that's been a friendly with, uh, with our company for a while now. Uh, I, I've seen him post about this and said, all right, great. So like, this is, this is tomorrow. Like it gives me what my, uh, my top five things I need to make sure I focus on, you know, notes for the day, you know, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do for the month and what I'm going to do for a year. And I'm going to keep that in front of me over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm going to write down things I'm grateful for. Right. I'm going to focus that. on that. What yeah. am I, what am I focused on? And some, there's two things on here. I suck at, I will tell you right now. And it's something that I suck at now. I'm struggling with it. I'm going to get better at it. That's my mentality. It's I suck at Good. it now, but I'm going to get better. Um, it's writing down what I'm going to do at what times. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I struggle with that. Right. Cause I like to just go from one to the next. Where am I at? What am I doing? What do I need to do? I need to write that down better. So that's one thing I'm struggling with. And then I will tell you the snooze button. I, I, I got to tell you, some days I just jump right up, get right out and start running or hopping on my bike. Other days, um, I really love my wife. So if it means that I get to spend some extra time with her just laying in bed and talking or just being close to her, I'm going to hit the snooze button. I'm going to take advantage of that time. Nice. So I'm going to, I'll be honest with you. I've hit the snooze button maybe twice today. It's like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just going to be here because she's not working. I'm not working. We're not doing anything other than just being. So I'm going to take advantage of that. I still yeah. made my, still got to work on time, still got my workout, still got my things that I'm grateful for written down, but I took that extra time with her. So I, yeah, I, but I that's that okay. So I'm going to say that that's not hitting the snooze, snooze button. Technically, I feel like that was intentional. There was some intentionality in there. So yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to keep you accountable to that. You know Thank that. You. Thank right? you. <laughs> and I, Hey, if you know, Micah, make sure that now, you know, you've got, you've got him on like, he's, going on and said this is what he's doing so yeah and, uh, and I, my goal is that i i maintain what i'm going to do for the month right i wrote down those specific things and by putting it in front of me and putting it writing it down um i'm going to manifest that i'm going to i'm going to work it. i'm going to meditate on it i'm going to pray on it uh and it's going to be a focus and because of that when you do that it's going to it's going to if it's going to happen it's going to happen yeah that's that's awesome well, man, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to learn more about that. Um, I am pumped that you joined me in having this conversation. We'll probably do it again uh, soon. And uh, yeah, I, I I hope that if you're if you're checking this out, that you are encouraged by something today. Um, like, if you're not all the way there, just take a baby step. Just take a little baby step. Do something tomorrow different than you did today towards something don't don't just do something different just to uh, i guess i'll try this like oh. go in a direction drive towards something he's got more look at this guy he's got a whole presentation set this is so this this is what yeah so i've got a lot of knickknacks okay um and one of the knickknacks that i help for focusing is something like is like this all right so this this does do one yeah. thing different today I love that. That's from Brent Weiss. Uh, Brent Weiss is a great, great friend uh, up in Canada. Um, he's been in automotive for years. He's got an amazing marketing. He is, gives some of the best in-depth 
uh, trainings that you'll ever get to at a, at a digital dealer or an NADA or even at like TIADA up in Canada. Uh, but that's his, that's his thing is do one thing different today. Yeah. Um, so that I keep that as a reminder. Yeah. I have knickknacks all over my office just to keep myself yeah. focused on certain just things. Keep yourself on it. Yeah. So do yeah. one thing different today. Do one thing different tomorrow. Drive towards something. Um, set your mind on something. Uh, know that you have value in the automotive industry and we need you if you're in the automotive industry. If you're not in the automotive industry and you're listening to us going, wow, I didn't think that there were people that thought that way in automotive. Come on, get on board. Let's go. It is an amazing industry. Like vendor, developers, there's like the number of software engineers that are jumping in the automotive industry are, is insane right now. Salespeople, people that love it, like it. If you've loved to work on cars your whole life, we need technicians yesterday. Just saying, so yeah. you know, I thought I'd throw that out there. Um, Big time. Like do, do something, drive towards something, get a part of automotive. Um, Micah, before they go, I'm going to do the podcast thing. Every time we do the podcast, tell them where they can find you and connect with you. Sure. Uh, first and foremost, you want to shoot me a text 612-406-0877. Don't hesitate. Um, I might, it might be delayed, but I'll get back to you. Also, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Micah underscore Burkholtz. That's M-I-C-A-H underscore B-I-R-K-H-O-L-Z. Long name, not my fault. Blame my parents. Uh, Facebook, I'm on there. Uh, I'm, I'm not really on Twitter anymore, but you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Clubhouse, if you're on Clubhouse, I'll be uh, hanging out on that uh, I think there might be a hangout coming up in the next day or so. Uh, maybe yes. some chatting. So um, I'll be uh, I'll be on there. So yeah, you just just reach out and uh, you'll find me. Just Google Micah Burkholz and 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 watch out for some of the negative stuff. But have fun with it. Search Micah. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Coming. Yeah. Don't search images. Just Don't kidding. search images. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. If you Google either one of our names, we'll probably come up pretty early because, like he said, our parents did the thing, and it's not our fault. So exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Micah. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening uh, to Contagious Podcast. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, join us tomorrow. That's Thursday. If you are watching this when we launched, if you haven't and you're listening to this at any point, make sure and join us on Clubhouse to continue the conversation or on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or, or Facebook. Uh, join that conversation. Comment, like, subscribe. Make sure that your voice is a part of this. Uh, we'd love to have more voices and not less talking about how automotive can innovate to be more attractive to not just customers, but also to people uh, to work in automotive. And so we want more people to have that work-life balance and engage and encourage each other toward innovation. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.